This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Luke Anderson, astronaut, a man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I, I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show better than they were before. Sportsier, funnier, more Labradoodles. <laughs> And the St. Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, the Odyssey map, and 1080TheFan.com. Hey, happy Saturday morning, all you beautiful Portland listeners. I hope you are having a wonderful start to your weekend. Before we get into the show, let's check in with the most important man, Will Darkins. What's happening? Howdy there, Luke. Howdy, indeed. Howdy, do. Howdy. Now, you've probably noticed talking a bit different. No, I hadn't. Oh. It's not a stroke. Wait, you're having a stroke? Not a stroke. Do I need to call somebody? Not a stroke. So what's going on? I laid sod. Oh! I laid sod, bro. Yeah? Laid sod last night. I uh, went over to the Best Buy in town. Hashtag dad life. In Hillsboro. Yeah. And I uh, got 18 rolls of fescue. What kind of soil did you put down before you put it on the sod? I used original original soil, but I went and got myself a rototiller. Okay. And I beat the hell out of that thing. Now, I got to tell you something. I want to buy a rototiller, and I'm not going to use it much. I'll probably use it once every other year. Sure. But that thing's badass. Oh, rototillers are a blast. Wait till you get yourself on a lawn tractor, my friend. Wait till Mm. you get yourself on a full-size tractor. Now you're living life, man. I got to get myself some some. uh, New Balance 407s before then. Yeah, you do, brother. Well, I mean, dude, you uh, you get the lawn tractor. You're living a whole different lifestyle, my friend. Uh, but you went original soil. You didn't put down any extra nutrients for that new sod. Oh, no, no, no. I, I did a little bit of fertilizer okay. with it. Okay. But uh, I didn't put anything else down. Now, I knew that I was trying to go how's on your, the... How's your soil out there in Aloha? It's not bad. The acidity is is a little much. Yeah. Hence pH why balance. I, picks, I, why I picked the fescue. I picked that mm. because I talked to the guy at the place and I said, I got some acidic soil. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I pee in that soil at night. Burns. 
Wait, That's what? something now? else, though. Wait, what? Something else. Okay. It's been a Dude. problem for a while. Laying some sod. You just mulch. Now you're laying sod. You yeah. get, how uh, how close are you to getting the yard the way you want it? How close mm. is it to uh, your little little slice of paradise? My little slice of... Let me tell you something. My workbench? It's out in the yard. Is it? It's out in the yard, Luke. Yeah? <laughs> I guess <laughs> yeah, here. I'm not sure I know what that means. Uh, how close am I? Well, this was kind of the the like fi- finale of my summer of like, getting my yard back in shape was laying sod. Yeah. Uh, and then probably next month, uh, we're going to uh, put some shrubs in the oh, front yeah. just so there's cooler weather. Is your guy uh, your guy down at the lawn and garden place? Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's comfortable with uh, putting sod down this time of year. We have another heat wave coming on. We do have a heat wave, but make I have sure sprinkler you, systems. Make sure you keep it watered. I have sprinkler okay. systems. I All am right. keeping it watered, but there is a fear of overwatering. That's yeah. why I chose this. And the weather gods blessed me. Oh, amen Because it rained a little bit this morning, and it's staying relatively cool. So the first week, the first week, of laying sod is the most important. Sure. There's no question about that. When it grabs the roots, the little the little tiny baby roots grab the soil. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a terrifying moment as hmm. a homeowner. Last year, and we've talked about the blueberry bushes that live in our backyard. Oh yeah, they're famous. Oh man. The the week after we put those blueberry bushes in, mm-hmm. started getting some blueberries on them. Feeling pretty good. Getting just a little I mean, they weren't blue, but you're getting the blossoms. Starting to see some green berries come out there. You know what we had right after that? Mm. Heat dome. Uh, Last year, we got the 117. Two two of our bushes. Uh, We didn't think we were going to survive. But you know what? This year, they made it through the summer. They're starting to to look like they're getting into full recovery mode. Mm. Um, But, yeah, there's nothing more terrifying than investing in some new plant life, whether it's sod, whether it's shrubbery. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, the weather says, (laughs) I don't think so. It's when you listen to Mother Nature, man. Man, I'll tell you what. But, man. you know what? Those blueberry bushes, they're, uh, you know what? I, I won't say they're thriving yet. Two of the bushes. Now, two of the bushes are th- thriving. Mm. Two of the bushes surviving. We get them all to thriving next year, and we're going to be doing great, man. Sure do love bushes. I'll tell you what. Hard to complain. But a good bush. You haven't uh, made anything, though. And I'll bitch again. You haven't made anything with your blueberries. No. You just eat them. Why are you making muffins? Listen, my friend. Listen, my friend. We had this conversation. My wife and I sitting on the back patio yesterday morning. We both got up early, went for my run, getting my training runs in. I got hood to coast next weekend. So you do. I do. Getting my training runs in. Uh, So I got up early, went for a long run, did almost six miles. uh, Damn. Right at at my longest leg. I'm I'm actually starting to taper down the training a little bit. Mm. Is that advised? Yeah, the last week or so. Okay. You don't want to. You don't want to overdo it. I don't need to go put 18 miles out in in one run, wear myself out, yeah. then go out for my first five mile run during Hood Coast and be exhausted. That's yeah. stupid. No, I know. So, but we're sitting there looking at, admiring our blueberry bushes, sitting there going, "Oh man, those two sure are uh, thriving. Those two are surviving." Mm. But then my wife uh, made the comment, "Just what do we do when these bushes start getting?" huge because they're not very big right now they're this is year two but she goes what do we do when we've got just too many blueberries and i go that's when we start making recipes i told you this last week we don't need right now i go and i pick the bush clean i got a handful of blueberries we've got four bushes four handful of blueberries you know what happens with those they get eaten before they ever make it to the kitchen to be honest 
But you get me a full bush of blueberries, I'll bring you some muffins. Don't you worry. I'll make you some pancakes. I can't, I'll get grandma's famous coffee cake recipe. You'll enjoy it. I got to tell you, Luke, there's nothing I can imagine that I would love more than just chomping down on that muffin. Yeah. Also, grandma's, bush. also grandma's recipe. <laughs> oh, sexual yeah. innuendos. Yeah. Oh, is that what those were? But yeah, my muffin, bush, chowing down. That, uh, doesn't, nope. that doesn't hit at all. No. Nothing? I'm missing on those. What's wrong with you? Are you a fan of uh, Leslie Nielsen? Uh, who now? Mm -hmm. I'm talking about that fellow from that uh, unclothed gun movies, are you? Yeah. Filth. He was Filth. the friend of OJ, if I'm not wrong. Now, he was the greatest at like really understated sexual jokes. Where they weren't just blatant, they were just very, very subtle, and you wouldn't even realize it because of the way he delivered. Well, he was a classically trained actor, and he was... No way. Really? You did not know that? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. So, I really don't know too much about it. I mean, I've seen so, a lot of the movies. But. So if you watched the movie Airplane, that was the, uh, the, the brilliance of the movie Airplane, mm. was they cast a ton of classically trained actors and people that were well known and they put them in these spots to do absolutely ridiculous things so that was kind of i don't know that it was the first but uh i i believe it is credit as being one of the first real parody movies where they went in there and just went hey we're gonna play it straight and the humor uh can speak for itself and and leslie nielsen uh, right in the That's middle interesting of that. so all of them were like big time actors yeah or I, I should say trained actors. Well, sure, yeah. actors. Some, some of them stage yeah. actors and, and like whatnot. No Seth Rogans, no, no Taylor Lautners. Mm -hmm. This is just the cream of the crop. This was not comedic actors going in there. And then, they, of course, you throw in uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar mm -hmm. playing Roger Murdoch. And uh, and then you have you know the Leslie Nielsen character, the the pilot. I can't remember his name, but yeah, they, these were these were classically trained. And then was it Joan Cleaver that came in? Excuse me, I speak jive. Yeah, they got uh, wholesome, well-known, and they just had them deliver the lines as straight as they possibly could, and there's your humor. Now, was that before or after Game of Death? I don't for, know Game uh, of Death. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the Bruce Lee movie. Oh, game. I believe it was after. Okay. That's the, yeah. I don't think, I don't, I always think of it just as Bruce Lee, uh, but I never, I never knew the name of the movie. Uh, the only one I can think of is Enter the, Enter the Dragon. Yeah, I Enter the Dragon that. with all the mirrors and everything. I'll tell you what, mm. kung fu movies, I don't quite understand the appeal. Eh. Like, th I, I get the, the serenity of it and the cinematography. Like, you're, you're supposed to appreciate the idea that, like, a lot of kung fu movies are about minimalism. That it's like, like, everything that happens, the action that happens is so much more like focused in art form than it is today where like you have fast and furious and like a Ferrari is like jumping out of one building yeah. to another or it's just like an orgy of action. But then like for Kung Fu movies, it's like art. I don't know that that's ah! necessarily the case. I mean, I think there's probably some element of that, like crouching tiger, hidden dragon is a artfully done Kung Fu, you know, the, the evolution of the art form, I suppose. So that was the evolution. Well, Dudes I mean, flying. I think, so. I mean, I think I think some would say that it went back to what you're saying, which is the the artistic film of it. But the the thing is, when Enter the Dragon and what was the other one you just said? Toy Story. Yes. No. The that's the one with Bruce Lee fighting Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's Toy Story. <laughs> Game yeah. of Death. Game of Death. Uh, those movies 
were the precursor to the Fast and the Furious. There was no like, oh, you know, we need to slow it down from all this Fast and all this Furious. These came out when people were like, oh, I've never seen anything like that. Like, you've you've had the ability to watch Jet Li in Lethal Weapon 3 or 4 or whatever the one he's in. He wasn't and then, in that. Jet Li was in one of the Lethal Weapon movies, yeah. Was he? Yes. It had to be a later one. Three or four. That's no, what I said. he wasn't in three. Was he? I, it's, I, I'm oh. sure it's four. I don't know. Either way, <laughs> you go back and you watch all of these kung fu films after you've watched everything that they've influenced moving forward. Like you watch Jackie Chan in, uh, what's the one with Owen Wilson? The cowboy oh, one. Oh, uh, Shanghai. <laughs> Shanghai. <laughs> Uh, wait a minute. Now, wasn't Jackie Chan supposed to be playing a Native American? No, 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 oh, no, no. The man, Chinese were building the so. no. The Chinese were building the railroad, weren't they? But oh, hold on. I gotta. Uh. I know. Anyways, you watch Jackie Chan in Rush Hour, whatever it is. Then you go back and watch Kung Fu, and you're like, it's also artsy. Like, yeah, why can't it be more like Jackie Chan? Jackie Chan was a Kung Fu movie star, then came to the U.S. and started making these comedy action movies you know what i think the the uh brainstorming meeting like the whiteboard meeting for that movie shanghai noon was no do tell they're like man you know there is a there's a gap there's a very noticeable gap here in the entertainment industry of movies starring exclusively guys who go like this ha! a lot let's get owen wilson and jackie chan together because it'll just be the whole movie hey. of ha! Yeah, but dude, Owen Wilson's got more of a, eh. Oh, dude. Go eh. look at Supercuts Online of Owen Wilson just going, ha! Ah, yeah. ah. Oh, yeah, that's what like, I'm saying. Yeah. Like, what is that? Oh, I don't know. Is he doing that? I don't know. He's delightful. You like He's Owen an American Wilson? treasure. How would you not? What's not to like about Owen Wilson? He's not an American. Don't go that far. What? No. You watch your mouth. Go through his catalog of films and tell me it's not. Here's what I need to know is how close was Shanghai Noon released to... Um, Shanghai Nights? Yes, to Shanghai Nights. No, to Wild Wild West. Uh, and then what was the other one? Was it Johnny Depp and the Lone Ranger? Oh, uh, no, that was released quite a bit okay. later. Yeah, I'm just uh, trying now, to think of like... Wild Wild West, that's interesting. Yeah, but that, I'm trying... Oh, okay, now you're on to something. Wild right. Wild West was 99. Shanghai Noon was 2000. Okay, okay. So what other like forced West Western stories did they try to cram into that era? You know what I mean? Like there, mm -hmm. there's always there's always a cluster of going. We haven't seen a Western in a while, and then they make a bunch of those all at the same time. They probably try to make a serious one uh, around the same time. Like uh, I don't know, Kevin Costner had to have been in something around that time period where they're like, eh, I put Kevin Costner in a Western. Well, that was the early '90s, and I think that was the Postman. Yeah, Postman. Right. I don't think it was a Western. Early '90s is Young Guns, and there's probably a couple more in there too. There's probably a Kevin Costner in the early. Or I guess the Postman's more of like a an yeah, that's a film post-apocalyptic world. Oh, it's is it? Yeah, Wait, what really? Yeah, I thought it was about like a postman in World War One or something. No, it's about a postman after the. So here's what happens. What am I? What am I thinking? Of? The U.S. collapses. No, it collapses. And uh, and Kevin Costner is an outcast, uh, like he is in uh, all the movies around then. Uh, his early 90s, I don't know if you'd call it a Western, but the uh, Dances with Wolves, probably a Western. Anyways, 
So he's he's deserted. He's going in there. And he finds a truck, mm. uh, a uh, postal vehicle that is uh, tipped over on the side. He picks up the bags and goes, hey, I wonder if I can deliver these letters to anybody. <laughs> then he goes, and in the post-apocalyptic world, he goes and he starts lying about his affiliation with the government. And he tells like all the rumors that he hears to everybody. And so he becomes revered because he comes with news, even though most of it's made up. And then he hands out letters to people to, to create some credibility. And, uh, yeah, then he, uh, you know, makes friends and lays down with the women of these villages. And, uh, nice. then, you know, and the end of Act 2, everybody hates him. And then in the end of Act 3, everybody loves him again. Okay, now here is what I'm slightly confused by. This is a 1997 film well past the point at which people understood that the Internet is a thing. So I, I wouldn't say well past. Oh, it's past. 1997? No. It, no, no, people, no. Know. People, people know what the Internet is. People are aware of the internet. Mm. I don't think people know what the internet is. I don't, I don't think, think the internet. I don't think the internet knows what the internet is. Mm. Now uh, let's not get into too much political talk here. Okay. Do you know that Tom Petty is in the Postman? <laughs> yes. I didn't. My mom very much enjoyed the Postman, and I think I, we had it on uh, the old VHS. I may have watched that movie three times. I mean, I can't say for sure, but probably at least probably. three I probably, times. I probably felt up Jessica Chazard <laughs> while I was watching it. Maybe. Hey, you want to put on the Postman? Yeah, want to put on the Postman and make yeah. out? What do you think about that? Yeah. That's a weird you know, one to make out to. You know Tom Petty's in this movie? <laughs> oh, oh here he comes. Here comes the Tom <laughs> Petty scene. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Just, hey, get off of me. Yeah. Tom Petty's on. That's it. Yeah, let's get back to it. <laughs> That's a bad one to make out to. What? No, the postman. Better than Goodfellas. Good yeah, fellas because I want to watch That's Goodfellas. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's drawing in. Yeah, if, if like Goodfellas came on when I was a junior high. Now, I will say this. All right. Because this is now me rewriting history because Please. I had something similar happen to this to me. And it's funny because there was a girl in high school who I was trying to make with. Sure. And she brought over a casino. Mm. And I didn't care for it. Yeah. And she wanted to watch it. And I was blah, 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 blah. and she's like, no, 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 no. Stop. Just, just, this is this is yeah, a stop. This is the one where he starts cussing out the uh the dealers and everything, where Pesci starts uh so stick now, this one up your sisters, you know what. Sure, but what happens during the uh you know, Joe Pesci, Sharon Stone? Oh, that's not too long. Yeah, but you don't. It's a pretty quick scene. I understand. But are you, kind of, are you kind of or, going, uh, hey, you uh, get any ideas here? No, by then she was repulsed by me. <laughs> I just want to watch Casino. I was like, but why? <laughs> but I'm here. I play football. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Good times. Yeah. Good times. All right. Hey, you know what? Who else is playing football? Mm. Will? Mm. The professionals. Oh, they are now? Well, I don't know. Oh. I mean, how many professional, how many guys belong in the league when you watch the Bears and the Seahawks preseason? Yeah. Mm, can we no. start there so we can get over it? Yeah, we can. Let's do that. Let's talk about the preseason game that was the Bears and the Seahawks and just how uninspired fans of these teams should be going into the season. We'll discuss that. To start things off, this is the Center and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Clothing for a change and I slip some boil away. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Preseason football is underway. Uh, later in the show, I'm going to have Will uh, come up with wild theories on what's going on with Tom Brady just for fun. So, it's going to be create a bunch of. Uh, False narratives that people can run with. This That's week. not like us. No, no, I'm not going to be a part oh. of this. That's going to be all you. But oh, that is like me though. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. So we'll we'll, we'll play the uh, you know the wild speculation uh, sounder before we do, so people know that it was none of this is actually true. But we'll let you uh, kind of go crazy on that. Um, and we can go through some of the other things that have happened. But uh, this week we saw the uh, the Seahawks and the Bears. Mm-hmm. And man, I don't know what the Bears are doing, but maybe get Justin Fields a little bit of help. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe the Seahawks have the greatest defensive line that we've ever seen. I very much doubt that. The Bears offensive line looked like an absolute sieve, and I didn't watch the entire. I went back and watched clips. I will admit that. But, dude, this guy has no help on the offensive line. No, and this was kind of the, I, I think this was kind of the worst fear possible from the very beginning when they actually did draft Justin Fields because it's my opinion that Bears needed a slow rebuild. They needed uh, something that, it kind of looks like what the Seahawks are doing, which is building some assets, kind of gathering some yep. stuff, 
and looking more inward before they look outward because they very much could have uh, put a bandage over this season by going and getting Jimmy Garoppolo, which they still could. Yep. Uh, or, you know, getting more in the sweepstakes of Baker Mayfield and yep. pushing or possibly going all chips in with Deshaun Watson, the whole other thing. But it looks like the Seahawks are trying to avoid what they saw the Bears did on the field. Yeah. Last night, which is Justin Fields is going to, whether he likes it or not, probably have a Josh Rosen moment, which <laughs> is you don't have any help. And the amount of talent that you do have probably can't carry you over that. Ooh. Yeah. Well, Justin Burrow or Justin Burrow. Um, uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow had that talent his rookie year. Now he was running for his life, but he was playing really well before he got hurt. <laughs> Even though he was getting, oh yeah, but even before that, dude, he was slinging it before he was getting hit, and he was hit. He was hitting his targets pretty well. Well, even last year, even last year, he didn't have an offensive line. He made it to the Super Bowl, so yeah, he was sacked more than any quarterback in the league last Mm -hmm. year, and just absolutely pummeled. But yeah, you can see there were flashes for Justin Fields out there, uh, you know, against the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. But you know, I mean, it's it's going to be up to the offensive coordinator to figure out how to get this guy in space and I don't think it's dropping straight back and that's where it's going to be really difficult is he's not going to be able to learn the position how you would want your quarterback to learn the position so it's going to be another year of triage for the Bears and now they've got a whole nother you know this is this is number two coaching staff for Justin Fields already and I feel like it's a pattern that we've seen the difference with Joe Burrow is you had a young coach and you had some pieces around and you knew that they weren't going to completely get rid of anybody and get Matt Nagy around for an extra year and go, oh, good luck. We brought your savior in. If you can't make it work with this guy, you're done, which everybody saw the writing in the wall. But, man, we went to one of the Bears games last year, and there were two sentiments there. First of all, the amount of number one jerseys that were running around Soldier Field were insane. There were so many Justin Fields supporters. And the other one was a bunch of guys in Chicago accents yelling as loud as they could, Nagy, you bomb! Get this guy out of here! Come on! And just screaming with as much vitriol as you possibly could. My sister could coach better than you. Yeah. It was not not a supportive crowd for the coaching staff. So now you've got a guy that has no offensive line. Mm. He's on his second coaching staff. Mm -hmm. Even if there was, and there, there are flashes. I've seen moments with Justin Fields where you go, yeah, I can see why he was taken as a high draft pick. But you know the pattern when they're going to have another bad year. This coaching staff will probably have some turnover, whether it's, you know, the full, you know, rebuild or just getting rid of a play caller, offensive coordinator. But it's just it's just such a dangerous pattern for a quarterback. Well, not only that, like the Bears aren't like tear it down. Like like disgusting, awful, say, like the Jaguars, like I couldn't I. I couldn't glean anything from Trevor Lawrence first season. Sure. Yeah. You can't. There's no point. The guy was constantly under pressure. Like Yeah, from mm, from his coach kicking him. Oh yeah. no, that was a kicker. <laughs> well, really though, I mean, it's not only that just on the field, but under pressure about the idea that he had to relate somehow to, yep. you know, the urchin Urban Meyer who you know, it seemed absolutely disinterested after seeing his team like one day into training camp. It was like, oh, what? I'm not going to win every time. This I'm sucks. supposed to have better players than yeah. everybody. This seems like What's they're trying to balance out the playing field. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it should give you as a Seahawks fan a little bit of kind of hope and a little bit of joy knowing that like the Seahawks aren't grabbing here. They're not yeah. trying to like build up 
to down. And I think yeah. that's kind of the issue okay. that you have with a lot of NFL teams that ultimately kind of did stunt Joe Burrow a little bit. Now, obviously it didn't stun him a lot because he still got his team to the Super Bowl, but regardless, he has a torn ACL now. He's taken down just that much more. And that injury is going to wear on him through his career to a point that if he didn't have it, he'd probably be in a lot better shape as he gets older. And so for the Seahawks, yes, look, just dump the season, bro. We all know what's <laughs> well, going on next season. We all know that if yep. you can lose enough games, there's a Heisman winning quarterback waiting for you. First or second pick. <laughs> Probably first and second. Probably, pick. yeah. Probably, probably first, first and second. Because this turn, it's yeah. CJ Stroud's turn to win the with the Heisman Trophy this year. Sure. And then you have two guys yeah, sitting there with pick, Heisman right? trophies, and you take the one you now, like. Now everybody saw the lady. I don't know if you saw this. Saw the lady up in the stands, the Seahawk fan, the old woman who was like eighty years old last night. No, I did not. You should look it up. She's wearing a Seahawks shirt, and she's just pissed off more than anything else. And the two thoughts I had was first, it's a preseason game lady. Calm yeah, no down. Kidding. And the second thought was like, just curb it this season. Oh, she was like, fantastic. Don't get so pissed off about all this stuff because honestly it's a, it's a gimme season. Trailblazers fans, right? This last season, yeah. you knew what it was. You didn't get too pissed well, off when you guys lost. Cause you knew eh, this is a, this is a whatever season. You, you roll out there with what you have. The Seahawks do have, right. they do have some weapons out there. I mean, if you, if you look at their linebacking core reports are they dropped Bobby Wagner and got better because they got younger. They're a little, they're faster. They have some rising stars on there. You're seeing some guys on the defensive mm -hmm. line that do look very good. You've still got Jamal Adams in the backfield. It looks like by trading uh, Ugo Amadi that it looks like you're, you're happy with your corners and who you've got in the defensive backfield. So there, there are some weapons out there. It is preseason. So you're not rolling everybody out. You kind of have to figure out what you have on the second and third string and, and who you're going to keep on the 53 man roster. The big question, of course, is quarterback. And Geno Smith, up and down. Drew Locke did not get to play because of COVID. Where so, is Russell Wilson? Uh, they traded him to Denver. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh. He's going to be playing in Denver. Oh, that seems like a big story. And boy, I hope they're terrible. Let's ride. Hope they're terrible. Can we talk about <laughs> Can we talk about punting real quick? Sure. I love punters. There is something going on. And I don't know if this is the evolution of the position or maybe if it's just two kind of anomalies that we've seen in back-to-back -back weeks, but something is going on with punters that we now must discuss. We will do it after this. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan.
I know you're paying very close attention to the NFL preseason because it's awesome. Catch a fever. I've got it. Maybe I told you be- an hour one or the first segment. It maybe, hurts when I pee. Maybe just the best preseason out there. Uh, maybe the most pointless. I don't know. What's uh, Spring training's fun because you can go watch all the baseball games in one place. But the games don't really matter. I mean, you're just a precursor for 162. Nobody's aware of anything that is preseason NBA. Nobody's watching any of that. But the Summer League is quite fun. Mm-hmm. I assume they have preseason hockey. Mm, yeah. I think the preseason football gets the most attention because it's the only one that finishes and then starts the football season. Yeah. I think that might be maybe why we get so excited about it. But I don't know if there's something in the water. I don't know what's going on. But when was the last time you seen an 80-yard punt? Uh, 80-yard meaning the ball was air, air like landing at 80 or just rolling to 80. 80-yard punt. Okay, an 80-yard punt. I think Hecker had done. Uh, and this is funny. Done. Well, no, he had a uh, um, he had something close in that Super Bowl. Not the last one, the uh, crappy one uh, against <laughs> the, the Patriots. Patriots where you yeah. It, yeah, because I remember that was like the highlight of that Super Bowl. So <laughs> he punted something like 80 yards almost. That was but, the Oregon State punter battle. Yeah. All oh, right, him and Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Funny Allen. Funny story there. Yeah, that you've told, but you can tell it again. Uh, Never mad about it. Both walk-ons, both uh, like thought to be nothing. Like they were panicking because they didn't have a punter that they recruited. And then, like, day one of fall camp, they both were just, like, bombing punts. And then they realized they couldn't keep either of them. And then Ryan Allen went to uh, Louisville Tech or something. They couldn't keep both of them. Yeah, couldn't keep both of them. And uh, he went to uh, Louisiana Tech. He was an All-American punter and... Won, won a Super Bowl. There you go. I think two, actually. Well, they played. No, 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 he won one. He won yeah, one. but then they played against each other as punchers yeah. in the Super yeah, Bowl, which is which is great. So, uh, so I don't know if you caught last week the debut of Bills rookie uh, Matt Ariza. Ariza. No. Yeah. So this is the guy uh, who they call the punt god. Punt. Punt god. And uh, to put his uh, his introduction. Uh, into full force, he just went ahead and kicked an 82-yard punt last week. Nice. Yeah, and if you watch the the footage of it, uh, it's just one of those ones where the ball is kicked and the returner just looks up at it and then turns and just runs backwards. There's really not, like, why is the ball going so far? And this is a field reverse. He ends up being a touchback. But the ball goes 82 yards to get to the end zone. Ends up being a net 62-yard punt on a touchback. It is a boom. And then this week, the Saints punter, a guy named Blake Gillikin, kicked an 81-yard punt. Hell of a sailor name. Isn't it? I old Blake Gillikin. Blake Gilligan. Gillikin. Gillikin. Yeah. Tipped over in his canoe. Yeah. Uh, now that's pretty great. Now, do you, you know can the watch revolution? Both of these. What's that? Do you know the revolution in punting that's going on that has been going on well, for a little this bit? This is why I want to talk to you about yes, it. Yes, there is one. So, uh, can you imagine, like, uh, uh, traditionally how you would punt a ball? You get it uh, nose, nose down. Out, yep. Nose down and out. Right. Yep. yep. That way, and then you kick. 
now what they're finding is that if you kick uh, or you punt a ball uh, with the football looking like a sandwich or a hot dog. <laughs> or the Hamburger style instead hamburger of hot dog style. style. Hamburger style. Kick. How's the paper? Hamburger or hot dog? Uh, and actually, they took it from rugby. Yep. Or, or you, is it rugby or Aussie rules? I don't know. I think it's rugby. Okay. Hecker had talked to done an article and talked about it. But you, if you kick it like that, you can get the same height and velocity, but it's the spin and the uh, roll yeah. that changes. Because most of the time when you do nose down, like it's kind of a 50-50 chance that it will actually start rolling the yeah. way that you want it to go. If you do it sandwich hamburger style... <laughs> Animal style with fries. Yeah, it has a greater chance consistently of rolling, and so that's why I had asked you: Is it an eighty-yard punt, foot to ground, or is it eighty yards like hits at sixty and just starts going? So I'm watching, and and so here's the thing too: so the ball is kicked from the ten-yard line, it lands at the other ten. Now, of course, there's the thirteen yards behind Damn. the line of scrimmage that he's kicking from, but he kicks it from ten-yard line to ten-yard line. He's got a boot. It is a friggin' and this is the Saints one that I'm watching. Mm. Uh, never mind. He kicks it. I'm sorry. He kicks it from his own seven, and the ball hits at the twelve. Yeah, that's frightening. It is. I mean, an absolute boot. And the returner for the Packers just looks up, turns. I mean, same thing with the Bills one. But yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's interesting because you you think of these elements of the game. You know, I mean, a handful of years ago when they switch, you know, because the extra point has become so consistent that there's really no chance of missing. They have to move it back. And now you have punters going out there and you just think part of these game part, these parts of the game that ah, they're going to really stop evolving. And punting is one of those ones where now it feels like we're moving into what they're calling the golden age of punting. Now it's just guys figuring out and get how to get, how to get better at uh, their craft. It's kind of, it's, it's interesting. These small parts of the game that drop up every once in a while you go, Holy cow. Do they always do that? Now that is bleeding over into college. Well, it's bleeding over from college too. Well, well, cause you're getting the, you're getting the Aussie punters mm. coming up. Have you seen the Southeastern conference punters? Ooh, no. Tell me what, what I need to see that you're talking about, like in the last couple years or Lane Kiffin. Oh, tell me, tell me more. Uh, speaking about his punter quote, I don't know a whole lot about him. I think he was down at the frat house, like at a keg party or something where they got him. So we have some conditioning work to do with my guy, but we just said, Hey, just go find some punter around campus. And we actually found a guy who used to punt division one. So there you go. <laughs> Wait, what? That's right. Uh, punter, uh, Charlie Pollock. He used to, he just ended up at on the Ole Miss campus, wasn't concerned about punting. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're seeing who can kick a keg the farthest. He was the number 13 overall punter in the 2022, rec- 2020 rather, uh, recruiting class per 24-7 and went to Nevada. However, he announced he was entering the transfer portal in December. Uh, yeah, now he, I guess, he might be uh, punting in SEC SEC games now. And I guess he never really got on a team. He just went to Old Miss and was like, screw it, I'm done. They were like, wait, you're a punter, right? It's like, yeah. They're like, hey, you want to punt here? Well, like you said, two walk-ons showed up, uh, and you guys thought you didn't have a punter. Next thing you know, they're playing each other in the Super Bowl. It truly was funny. Yeah. Because our special teams coach, I remember him, like, bitching about it. Yeah. Oh, they're not even kidding me. Punter. Uh, this guy. 
anyway. But you you said that Johnny Hecker was just better than everybody at everything naturally. Yeah, and that was kind of the interesting part because Hecker was a quarterback first at Bothell. Yeah. He just kind of punted on the side. <laughs> Yeah, just and, the guy that can kick it the farthest. Yeah, and which they, in high school that's how yeah. it is. It's like, hey, everybody, try to kick it, and so you can kick it the farthest. Exactly. You're the punter and the kicker. Congratulations. And they took him as a walk on because of the fact that he was like a freak athlete and everything. Like Johnny Hecker was also incredibly good at basketball, and he was pretty good at soccer yeah. too. And so they sure. just kind of said, like, okay, well, let's let's just get it. Like he's a, let's just bring him on, see what happens. And yeah. then they had a fill in slot at punter, and they were like, you kick, right? All right, just do it. Nice. And then uh, Allen was the same way over in, uh, I think he went to South Salem, but like, yeah, he was really good at basketball and he yeah. played something else in football and they were just like, yeah, just put him at punter seat, whatever. Yeah. Let him hash it out yeah. and see what happens. Who cares? All right. Well, there Super you go. Super Bowl winners. Punting. <laughs> they are. They yeah. are. They both got rings. Yeah. Punting talk here on the center and the Saints. Uh, next, it is good versus evil. You're welcome right here on 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. LeBron James in Los Angeles, okay? $97 million over the next two years is a bargain. He is box office. He just finished averaging 30 a game. He is still a sensational basketball player. And on top of it all, the flexibility that you, because you wasn't going to get anybody this next summer anyway. That's world-class carnival barker Stephen A. Smith, Los Angeles Lakers star LeBron James, agreeing to a two-year $97.1 million contract extension that includes a player option for the 24-25 season. The extension includes a 15% tr- uh, trade kicker Makes James the highest earning player in NBA history, $532 million in career guaranteed money. That surpasses Brooklyn Nets star Kevin Durant. Is LeBron James still worth it? Yeah, 100%. I mean, where else are you going to get? I mean, it's, I hate to agree with Stephen A. Smith. Where else are you going to get a bigger draw than LeBron James? Even if he starts to decline, it's going to be fascinating television to watch. So I always look at it as an entertainment uh, uh, business decision to keep these guys on uh, as their careers start to go to the end. They paid Kobe at the end. They're going to keep paying LeBron. And he's worth every penny. He's worth the price of admission. He makes every game interesting. So, yes. Is he, I noticed that is he, a lot of your argument is based on ticket sales and interesting well, games, not well, winning games. Well, no, but... If you put if you put a better team around him, he's going to have a chance. Is Anthony Davis going to stay healthy? What are you going to get from Russell Westbrook? Who else is even on that roster? Is it a championship team? Is it is it a is it a failed attempt at a championship because LeBron James isn't good enough or the team isn't good enough? It's because the team isn't good enough. Having LeBron while they try to rebuild around him is worth every penny. The written version says I take accountability for my actions. And this one is like, I, I didn't disrespect anybody. Like, I mean, we can sit here and argue about whether he sexually assaulted anybody. Because if he did, there should have been criminal charges and there wasn't. There's also the version of sexual assault that the independent judge, Sue L. Robinson, said was met. It just was nonviolent. 
There's cool guy Rich Eisen, NFL and NFL Players Association Thursday reaches settlement in the Deshaun Watson disciplinary manner, matter rather, agreeing the Browns quarterback will serve an 11-game suspension without pay after he was accused by more than two dozen women of sexual assault during massage sessions. Watson will also pay a fine of $5 million and undergo mandatory evaluation by behavioral experts and follow their suggested treatment program. Make you think any less of the NFL? No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, oh, man, that's bad. I well, mean, me too. No. <laughs> like, it's like I should be like, really? That's all you're doing? But I'm like, yeah, that's par for yeah, course. Well, yeah. the problem is too, it doesn't it doesn't make me think less, but it certainly doesn't make me think any better of them. I mean, they they increase the suspension from the initial six games suggestion i wish it was a year it's not so that means not only can he come in and play at the end of the season if the browns are in playoff contention he can go and compete for a super bowl this year which will put a stain over the entire playoffs for me just having a year removed would be nice uh but i mean the the real disappointing part is it doesn't give me any faith in the legal system either it doesn't give me any faith in you know the the rich versus poor it doesn't get you know it's just Jim Haslam comes out this week and they ask and they're like, well, is he getting special treatment because he's a great quarterback? And he goes, yeah, yeah, he is. He's great at like, there's not many people that can do what he does and it makes me a lot of money. So yeah. And Hey, everybody got upset when live golf came out. They're like, just tell us the truth. Jim Haslam tells us the truth and you just go, oh yeah, don't tell us the truth anymore. Feels disgusting. More movement, more coming off the ball. Sometimes I get a little frustrated during team because the linemen are dog tired by the time they get to our team drills. The work that they've gotten done is extraordinary. There's a guy who looks constantly dehydrated, Scott Frost. Nebraska head football coach said this week his players experience habitual vomiting during practice sessions under new offensive line coach Donovan Raiol. Player safety at Nebraska has been an issue in the past. In 2018, two college athletes in the football program were hospitalized for rom... The, for what? Rom... R-H-A-B... Domelias. Domelias. After an off-season weightlifting session. Should we overreact over vomiting? Um, it's going to sound really callous. I think what's going to happen is we're going to overreact if Nebraska's really bad or really good. Like, if it works, you're going to see more vomiting across college football. If it doesn't, everybody's fired. You think so you'll see more it's, vomiting across it's college all football? Real, it's all results-based. How many how much, how many times did your offensive line vomit when you played with them? How good was your offensive line? That uh, uh, It's all results-based uh, in college football. You know what I'm saying, though? Yeah, is, dude, but I don't is, This report mm. will come back. If, if Scott Frost cannot get it figured out this year, they're going to go back to, we saw the signs in the preseason or whatever. But guess what? If they're awesome, they're going to be like, you know what? Listen, people questioned it when it happened, but it worked. It's just, it's unfortunate. You ever vomited from a workout? No. God, no. Really? Look at me. I work out enough to vomit. But I mean, like as a kid. No. No? You never did an exercise enough that you vomited? No. You? Yeah. All the time? Not all the time. But I remember yeah. doing it like up downs. Updowns will make you vomit. No. No, I needed to work harder. Remember, I was a JV legend, not a varsity legend like you. I didn't play those college sports. I kind of winged it a little, homie. Okay. So I'm pretty good at stuff. Not great. (laughs) Didn't have the desire. 
All right, here's a uh, favorite story of the week. This one comes from Ohio. Ohio. Now, this is explicit. Are you ready? Yeah. Couple arrested after having sex on a Ferris wheel. Juice. So I'm guessing this is local county fair Ferris wheel. A man and a woman were arrested at Cedar Point after four witnesses oh. told police that they saw the couple engaged in sexual intercourse on one of the amusement park rides on Sunday. Nice. David <laughs> David Davis and Heather Johnston, both 32-year-olds, were allegedly seen having sex while aboard the giant wheel, Giggity, according to police report. The two were confronted by Cedar Point Police Sergeant and Security. Now, what point is my question? Is Cedar Point a Six Flags? Uh, yeah, 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 knockoff. Yeah. Well, no, I think. It, oh, it's not actual Six Flags. It's I not thought, Six Flags. Okay. It's like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a, it's a, it's a year-round amusement park. That's yeah. correct. Yep. yep. Uh, the group of witnesses included two juveniles. That's sad. Who were in the cart below the cup? That's sad. Oh. <laughs> now I need to know what age the juvenile is. Yeah. Witnesses told police that they uh, could feel the cart shaking. And saw the man and the woman both exposing themselves on the ride. Oh, see. Uh, What's wrong? Well, exposing themselves. Like, listen, if you're trying to get it on on the Ferris wheel, you're trying to be discreet, you're trying to let everybody know you're getting it on the Ferris wheel. Now, this paragraph will tell you everything you need okay, to know let's, about let's these people. Let's hear it. And it's, it's masterful. The writer of this article has... Very succinctly let you know why this probably happened. The okay. couple initially denied any accusations. According to the police report, Johnston, the woman, told officers that she had shorts on under her dress, dropped her cigarette pack out of them, uh -huh. and when she bent over to pick them up, Davis helped her. <laughs> so so whatever imagery you have in your head, you're like, yep, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you, if you are on the Ferris wheel yeah, today or as a juvenile, mm -hmm. you spot a couple getting it on on the Ferris wheel, like 13, 14, you pick your age. Well, see, that's, it's gotta be, cause I think if it was anywhere 10 oh, and today, below, today you see it, yeah, 10 and below, 10 and below, I think I'm freaked out. Okay. If I'm 14, I'm like, oh, did you see what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Dude, sex. Yeah. Well, but if you're if you're ten, you're like, what's going on over there? Or you're yeah, I'm just a little weirded out. Yeah. Like, but are you trauma? Are you traumatized? Well, I can't see anything. So yeah. So I hear yelling. <laughs> that man is hurting that woman. <laughs> um. Today, are you turning him in? If it no, no, okay. I'm not turning them in. Four, four. How many people turned them in? You said Is multiple. There were four onlookers that went to police. Four onlookers went to police. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. It just seems it seems excessive. excessive? Yeah, four different yeah. people. I mean, unless they were being very exhibitionist about the whole thing. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> right. Well, and. and <laughs> Can like, you elaborate or probably not? <laughs> Listen, shaking their bits at everybody else. What do you mean? Like, unless they're being like in some way being violent, like pointing at the kids yeah. while they're doing it or whatever. You know what I mean? Like if you just go, it looks like they're, those two are trying to sneak one in on the Ferris wheel. 
But, yeah, but you can't do that in a Ferris wheel. Like, yeah. can you uh, just go to the right operator and go? That one needs to be clean. Yeah, but like, I don't think you can do that. I don't think uh, you, it's not a movie you theater. But you know it's what I mean? Like, not a movie it's theater. not a movie theater where you can kind of sneak it a bit. You can sneak it a bit. It's dark. Everyone's looking one way. Yeah. If you're in the back, you could you could probably get away with a little bit, as long as everybody is quiet. I don't know. There was a there was a TikTok that uh, that that became uh, big news the other day because there was mm-hmm. a flight attendant going. Listen, if you're gonna join the Mile High Club, mm-hmm. here's how you do it, and just just leave us there. Here's the time windows. Here's the the plane setup, how it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Use the seats by the thing. Do it quick. Sorry, use the seats by the what? By the uh, lavatories in the back. Yeah, I'm not going to use the seat. I'm probably going to go to the lavatory. But, but listen, she, she gave the whole, like, here's the spiel. If you want to try to get away with it, here's how you do it. Here's the windows where we're busy doing something else. Here, the plane has to be X number of seats empty so that you got a little bit of room. Just get it done, get it out of the way, and then let's move on. So I think it's something where <sighs> people probably get caught and probably do not get arrested. But if people are trying to sneak one in on the Ferris wheel, I don't think this is the first couple to try to sneak one in at the Cedar Point Ferris wheel. Now, see, I'm turning someone in on a plane. Are you? Yeah, because the Ferris wheel, I can leave. How long uh, is the Ferris wheel ride? Five uh, minutes? Yeah, I thought. Five to seven minutes? Yeah. I can just leave. Yeah. I don't care. A plane... I can smell it. I can, I can smell it. I can smell. Disgusting. I can smell you two filthy heathens. Yeah. There's kids on this plane. There was kids on the Ferris wheel. Yeah, but they were having a good time. <laughs> Why don't you mind your own business, kid? <laughs> Shut up. Now, if the kids were in the same Ferris wheel cage... Ah, now we got a thing. Yeah, that's a that's a whole different. That's thing. a crime. Yes, I believe. I, I believe that is. Well, this apparently is a crime too. What's the penalty? Did we get to the penalty on what's what's uh, to become of these two? Uh, no, they didn't really get into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just I love that. Yeah, they said no, no, no. We weren't doing that. I just had shorts on under my dress. I dropped my <laughs> dropped uh, my cigs. Yeah, I dropped my uh, <laughs> my Marlboro pack of heaters, bent over, and then my uh, male friend was like. Oh, let me help you with I that. I couldn't quite reach him, so he's trying to help me out. Yeah. yeah. So right there. Was there penetration? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I can't say it, but listen, we got the cigarettes. That's why we're smoking them now. I think we're past the dump on that one. <laughs> Somebody texting in, what is this, Woodburn? Wait, what, what does that mean? I don't know. Apparently, okay. that's a thing in Woodburn. All right. All right. Well, anyways, we move, we move on. Uh, hour two. <laughs> we need to... <laughs> What? We move on. We move on. We move on from this. Uh, Do you not want to move on from this? I kind of don't. I have a lot of questions still. Okay. Well, you save those questions and we'll revisit another time. Uh, ESPN is trying to incentivize you to watch uh, some US, uh, some UFC. Oh. Don't know if you're interested in that. Uh, we need to figure out what's going on with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And uh, Oh, I... Uh, come on. The Blazer Gripe. The Blazer Gripe. There you go. That's hour two. It's bad. Okay. Hour two. Next. Center and Saint. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.